Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Sports Headlines. Um, Sean and I are back with you here on a uh, lovely, lovely Tuesday morning. We are going to do a lot of things today. Sean's going to give us his top 10 NFL teams. We're going to recap the fantasy week. Um, We are going to discuss the Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, and uh, more opinions from the NFL weekend. So, Sean, what are your top 10 teams after week two? First, hello to you too. So rude. Did your mom never teach you some manners, Warner? Really? No, she did teach me that you should never leave when someone's having a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just <laughs> All right, but anyway, you said my top 10 NFL teams. Let's, let's get into a week two of a crazy weekend. Let's get into it. Let's start off with number 10. You might be a little surprised by this, Warner, but hey, I got the New Orleans Saints at number 10. I am not impressed with this team. And really quickly, um, Michael Thomas is not the best skill p- player or not the best wide receiver in football. We both view him as probably the third best wide receiver. But he may be the most single-handedly – and look at you, you're walking away when I'm talking. That's just disrespectful. But anyway, Michael Thomas might be the most single-handedly important skill position player in the entire NFL. <laughs> he is this New Orleans Saints <laughs> offense – and really quickly, I had a stat. I had a stat for you, right quick. Um, hold on, Drew Brees. Hold on, dang it! If my daggone thing will load, Drew Brees is dead last in intended um, air yards per passing attempt. Meaning that with four point nine, meaning they are throwing short passes, quick passes. That the average Drew, Drew Brees passing attempt is 4.9 yards or five yards per attempt, which is second worst since 2006. Only person worse is Brett Favre in 2009 in his first year with the Minnesota Vikings through the first <laughs> Um Anyway, but yeah, just not impressed with this team. And, and, and defensively, they are so inconsistent. The, the, that Raiders team, give credit where credit is due, but they are not that good offensively. The Raiders, the Raiders are pretty good offensively. They, they, they have some talent, but but to the point where Derek Carr is just lighting the the, the the Saints defense up. Marshawn Lattimore has to show some superstar level consistency and lock up the best receiver every single week, not just when it's a big time game like he did against Mike Evans in week one. The Raiders got whatever they want. The Saints, I'm a little worried about them if I'm being completely honest with you. They're number ten. Um, I really, really like that as a uh, number 10 team. I don't know if they should be um, so far back there, but I like the statement. Um, I'm not that high on the Saints either. Um, Derek Carr threw for 282 and three touchdowns. They could not – they needed at least three people to tackle Josh Jacobs all night, and that's a big thing. You can't tackle the running back, and they're a good back like Josh Jacobs. <clears throat> I mean, you had Darren Waller catching 12 passes for 103 yards. Um, and then pretty much everybody else was pretty quiet. They just had big plays. Nelson Aguilar had a 19-yard catch. Fabian Moreau had a 31-yard catch. Uh, those were their only catches on the night, but they were big plays. And, and when you're the Saints, you just can't do that. And then Drew Brees, yeah, he definitely is is um, is is he a top-10 quarterback? I, I'm not too entirely sure. 
All right, number nine, call me a hypocrite if you want, but number nine is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, I'm not nearly as concerned about the Buccaneers as I am about the Saints. Number one, Tampa has to get healthy. Number two, their defense has been better than New Orleans throughout the first couple of weeks. And while New Orleans put up, I think, 34 on Tampa Bay, Brady was throwing interceptions. He actually threw a pick six in that game, okay? And that that has something to do with it. Um, their, run, their offensive line looks solid. Defensively, they're very op, uh, opportunistic. opportunistic. Um, and you know, they got one of the best uh, pass rushers in the league in Shaquille Barrett. I think, and I said this yesterday, I think by the end of the season, Brady will be in form. Um, with, and he'll have more sync with Mike Evans. Even that touchdown, to talk a little negative here, that touchdown to Mike Evans, I guess you could argue he put it where only Mike Evans can get it. I don't know if you saw Warner. Looked like he underthrew him a little bit, and Mike Evans had to turn around and get it. Luckily, it was towards the corner of the also, pylon. Luckily, the end. Mike freaking Evans. I mean, yeah, luckily he's Mike one Mike of the Evans. best jump ball receivers probably ever to play. Yeah. Uh, that, that man's a force. But, but, yeah, so I got Tampa number nine. I'm way less concerned about them, even though they lost New Orleans. I'm way less concerned. I said that after week one. I said that after week one I was more concerned with New Orleans than Tampa. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Panthers turned the ball over four times on offense, two fumbles and two interceptions. So if you don't put up 30-plus points on that team just due to the extra possessions, then you're not doing it right. And they put up 31, so so good job by them. Brady did throw another pick. I just want to address everybody who's going to be saying, oh, hey, Warner, uh, what, what about Leonard Fournette? He, he ran for 100 yards, average 8.6 yards a carry. Really? It's the, it's the Panthers' defense. I mean, name one person on the Panthers' defense. I mean, please. Shaq Thompson. That's it. I mean, I, mean, I know other names. There's Etor Grossmatos, uh, Brian Burns. Um, they drafted Derek Brown. And they have capable guys, but those guys are all so young and really not used to playing in the NFL at all. I mean, they have safety Jeremy Chin. Who knows if he's even going to, um, you know, play play a huge role. So they, they they have a lot of potential in that defense, but when you turn the ball over four times and you have such a young defense, and then Christian McCaffrey goes out, sad for my fantasy team, going to miss multiple weeks, and all that happens, there's there's no way you're going to win that game. So Tampa Bay should have won that game. They won that game. Good for them. Number eight, um, give me the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray is that good. I said yesterday, most dynamic quarterback in the NFL, despite Lamar Jackson being there. Kyler has the cannon of enormous talent to go along with the running ability. So then, Lamar. I don't really want to bring this up because Warren's not here, even though he should be. And that is really, really just struck me in a way that is not fun to be around. Um, if Kyler's, if all that you described about Kyler is true, 
Why is Lamar Jackson number four and Kyler Murray's like number eight on your I top? I told you that yesterday. I, I explained that yesterday to the point where you're like, yeah, true. And we moved on. I told you that yesterday. See? Turnovers? Turnovers and other stuff as well. Go listen back to that. But yeah, I got Arizona number eight. He's he's only thrown one interception this year. Kyler, he threw yeah. one yesterday from running in San Fran as well. And then last year, he had 13 picks last year to 22 passing touchdowns. Okay, that's true. Okay. Although, I will say this. If you had Kyler Murray in that Ravens offense, that'd be scary. I think I think he would thrive more in the Ravens offense than Lamar would in the Cardinals offense right now. They both would be good, but Kyler would be better. I don't even think we'd have a question. Go ahead, though. Number seven. Number seven, give me the Patriots. Cam Newton is just, my, my God, he's played so, so well. The defense, no comment. They got lit up by Russell Wilson. That There's no question about that. But offensively, I'm really impressed. Josh McDaniels has been really creative with what they decide to do with Cam Newton in the career. He's been accurate. He's going through all the screens and progressions. I think the defense will get better. Um, I don't expect teams to just drop 35 on them every week. Um, so I got New England number seven. Um, unless you have anything else to say, I'm going to keep going. Number six. Yeah, keep going. I might have something to say later, but keep going. Number six. I got the Buffalo Bills at number six. Um, Josh Allen has played remarkable so far this year. Stephon Diggs has been incredible as well. That they look like they have chemistry. They trust each other. Who needs a training camp for that offense? Well, the defense needs uh, training camp. A little worried about the defense a little bit, like I said yesterday. Going into the year, we're saying, okay, we know what we got out of that Bills defense. What are we going to get from Allen, the crew? It's reversed right now. It's, it's going to cost them, I feel, unless they get it together. Number five, last-minute adjustment. Number five, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben. Is still Big Ben, and he has chemistry with guys like Chase Claypool. Juju looks like he's back a little bit. James Conner looks a, little, a lot better in the running game now. He has a real quarterback. Um, <laughs> so, and, and give credit to the defense as well. TJ Watt, two and a half sacks, granted, on Jeff Driscoll's quarterback, but still a solid performance as well. Not the signature Pittsburgh defense performance. Well, week one, they played phenomenal, stopping Saquon Barkley from getting anything going in the running, running attack. So, great job by them. Number four, Green uh, Bay. Um, Aaron Rodgers is still a bad man. Let me get that out the way first. Aaron Jones had a pay me now game against Detroit. So I'm, I'm not impressed. I have it. I'm not sold yet. Uh, are you sold on any team, though? I mean, except for the Chiefs. I'm not even – yes, I'm, I'm going to get to that soon. Actually, the top three teams are the top three teams by a, by a lot to me. I think I think there's a separator from number three. Now, number three and number four is a little closer, but, like, number one and two to, like, number five, for example, is a big gap for me. Um, number three, give me Seattle. Defense isn't as good as what I'm about to say, but they have they have that Legion of Boom type swag 
to them, like that Jamal Adams brings to the table. I think when I said it yesterday, they're not nearly as good as that defense. Let me get that out there again. But they have that swag, that confidence in them, that that, that Legion of Boom defense did. Russell Wilson is the second-best quarterback on the face of the earth right now. I'm going to keep raving about this. Ball touch, the accuracy, the ball placement, the touch he has on the ball, I'll release. It's so pretty. It look, it's impeccable, really. Um, and then, you, you know, you got a very underrated, I feel, wide receiver combo with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Um, Chris Carson as well in the running game as well. Um, and then defensively, like I said, they're, they, they're, they're gonna, it's going to be weeks like uh, Sunday or week two where the defense isn't exceptional, right? It's going to be weeks with this defense, you think. This is a top 10 defense in the league because they ooze in confidence. They have that Legion of Boom-esque type confidence in them. And I think that's what it could propel them. Uh, number two, give me Kansas City. Number one, Baltimore. They're going to flip for me this week. Baltimore's been the most impressive team at football this year for me. And Kansas City, while they are 2-0, and I'm not worried. I'm just going to say this about Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes, he's been fine, right? But I haven't seen that Kansas City, like that real offense yet. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen that Patrick Mahomes, you can't stop me yet. I haven't seen the we got Travis, we got uh, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Miko uh, Hardiman, Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins, Clyde Edwards, Damian Williams in a solid offensive line. I haven't seen that explosive Kansas City Chiefs offense quite yet. And I mean, and let, let, let's just let, I'm I'm gonna say this. Patrick Mahomes got outplayed by a rookie in the first half of uh, against the Chargers, and I mean, he was like nine for eighteen. He finished twenty-seven to forty-seven, if I recall correctly. Let me fact check that. But uh, hold on, fact checking that for you guys. But yeah, I, I just have not been impressed. That's because our expectations of this Chiefs team is sky high. But am I worried? No, I'm just saying I'm a little, I'm a little like, come on now, when are we gonna see this the the Kansas City offense that we all know is there? He feels 27 to 47. He doesn't turn the ball over. Still, he got outplayed by a rookie for the first half of the game. Um, the offense hasn't. I just haven't seen the explosiveness that we're accustomed to seeing. Uh, Baltimore again. Most impressive team by far to me this year. They blew Cleveland out of the water um, on both ends of the ball, on both sides of the ball. And then Houston, besides maybe that first quarter, they, they blew the crap out of Houston as well, showing them there's no real chance. They have at least a top five cornerback duo in Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. That defense is no joke as well outside of those two. And it looks like they're, they're not missing now at least. And Lamar Jackson is playing well right now as well. So re- really quickly going to ro- run through it. Number one, my number 10, I got New Orleans, nine, Tampa, eight, Arizona, seven, New England, six, Pittsburgh, five, Buffalo, four, Green Bay, three, Seattle, two, KC, one, Baltimore. Uh, to answer your question, Warner, the only team that I have like no real question marks with right now is Baltimore. Again, most impressive team to me by far so far this season. All right. 
So I have my own top ten. But I want to respond to yours first. The Chiefs are the best team in the league. They should not be number two, first of all. Secondly, you are correct. The Chiefs have not had a like a bona fide win. Like this team is really good. This team is really good. Who's gonna win between the two? Can we stop saying the Texans are are any good? I mean, what besides Deshaun Watson is good on that Texans front? I mean, do they have a good defense? No. Do they have a good offense? No. Special teams? I'd say it's kind of average, average special teams. So, I mean, beating the Texans, I don't think, is an, an accomplishment anymore because DeAndre Hopkins is gone. Watson does not look the same. And and the defense is not, you know, like J.J. Watt, Jadavion Clowney, rushing the passer, stopping the run type defense. It's kind of – it's it's softer now. They still have Watt, but he's aging. No more clowny. Kansas City and, faced them too, so. I know, I know. Um, but the other team that Baltimore faced was Cleveland, and we saw them just barely beat the Bengals and if give up. I'd like to discredit my Chargers. You cannot make that statement. Continue. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Cleveland is yet to prove anything, in my opinion. They got smacked around by the Ravens, and they gave up. You know, we can say as much as we want. I like Joe Burrow. I think he has a good future in the NFL, a promising future. But at the same time, you guys almost kind of blew it against the Bengals. So, you know, it's 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 just none of these teams have really faced a true true test. Honestly, I might say the Chargers. Um, were a bigger test than the Browns were. Um, just Again, because I don't want to hear you say that. As much as you discredit my Chargers, I really don't want to hear you say that statement. That sucks because I'm saying it. They have a better pass rush and they have just more talent on that defense than Cleveland does, and they know how to use it. They, I mean, Cleveland has talent on defense, and they just don't know how to use it. Um, where were the Niners, Sean? Where were the Niners on that list? That rhetorical? Because you know why I didn't put him on the list. Is it because of the injuries, really? Well, because of the injuries, one. Number two, the injuries are two and the impact they're going to have. You lost Richard Sherman for multiple weeks. Put him on the IR. You lost George Kittle. He's, supposed, he's expected to be back this week. You lost Joey. You lost not Joey. Knock on wood. I said Joey. You lost Nick Bosa. You oh, lost Joey. You lost. Who's the other uh, defensive player? Um, oh, oh, um, defensive. Oh, shoot. I forgot his name. Dang it. Uh, I'll, I'll also look back in that. I know, you lost, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you lost most of for an undefined time. I don't think there's a real timeline on him. Don't really know the condition on Jimmy G. So if you go into – and let, let's let not count New York. I, I, I'm not saying I'm going to pick the Giants, but don't count the Giants out. Daniel Jones on a against a – Pass rush list, they, 49ers team. They and don't have – the, the Niners – Nick they, Bosa was not the entire Niners pass rush. They lost, no they lost two pass rushers. And they lost Saquon uh, Barkley. The other injured player was a pass rusher, if I, if I remember correctly. And they have a very underrated – you said it yourself as well. They have a very underrated wide receiver core of the Giants, dude, with uh, Darius Slayton, uh, Golden Tay, and the crew. And then – 
So, yeah, don't count the Giants out is all I'm saying. Especially if you got to start Nick Mullins for, for the 49ers. Who's their backup running back, Jarek McKinnon or whatever his name is, okay? You already are down one wide one receiver from a preseason or training camp injury, if you want to call it that. Richard Sherman's not there. Your secondary is now depleted because you lost your best corner, okay? It's not it's not like you're, you're the Ravens or the Patriots, but if you lose your best corner, it's a blow. But you have so much great depth on your team that you can manage against a, uh, in an average week. And then you lost your two best pass rushers, if I recall correctly. And you lost the Forrest Buckner in free agency. All I'm saying is don't count, don't count the Giants out. And especially if, like, the, all the guys that aren't major injuries miss this week, I, I, think, it's, I think we're going to see it, see the effects of that. And that's why I, put, I didn't have them on the list. If, if it was – and I mean, look, when they were fully healthy, they the Cardinals gave them nightmares, nightmares in Week One. They cannot handle with Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and the crew. DeAndre Hopkins ate them alive in Week One, and the Cardinals' defense looked rather decent against the against that San Francisco 49ers offense for most of the this, game. This is the injury report for both the Giants and the San Francisco uh, 49ers. For the Giants, Saquon's out. And the Sterling Shepard is questionable, so he's probably going to play. Sterling Shepard. I forgot uh, Sterling Shepard. Add him to the list with Golden State and Darius Slater. For, for San Francisco, Tevin Coleman is doubtful. Nick Bosa is out. D Ford is questionable. George Kittle is questionable. And Jason Verrett's probably going to get hurt again. So, all I'm saying is Nick Mullins looked like he might have some promise in the first year with Kyle Shanahan. Um, and then when, when Jimmy, you remember when Jimmy G tore his ACL and the Niners went and had the second pick in the draft and took Nick Bosa and that turned the whole franchise around because they got Jimmy G and Nick Bosa in the same and D Ford and, and all those guys and revamped the defense. You remember that, right? Um, so we we see we see that uh, Kyle Shanahan's offensive genius can game plan with and for anybody. Um, now, there's going to be varying levels and varying success rates, but it's the Giants. Um, I, they're going to win next week. The, the Giants don't have Saquon. They have turnover-prone Daniel Jones. They have, I mean, a good receiving core, yeah, but it's not like the pass rush is completely just nullified now that Nick Bose is out. D. Ford is probably going to play. He's, he's listed as questionable. And, I mean – yeah, they're injured, but this is an end-of-the-season power ranking. This is who you think is going to be the best team at the end of the season for going into the playoffs, not just who's the best team next week. No, if that was the case, then we should just do one at the end of the season before the playoffs. This no, is you up- – this is, this is after week two. Who are the ten teams that we like the most right now? Not to, obviously- we, like, we like them to what? Go to the playoffs? So you're, so you're telling me that San Francisco with without Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman for the time being, and injuries going left to right, you like them to succeed in the playoffs this year? Well, yeah, because most of those guys, basically everyone except for Nick Bosa, is going to be healthy for the playoffs. And there's Do an we know extra- Richard Sherman's going to be healthy? The IR stint is not the whole season anymore, Sean. Also, um, you do know there's an extra wild card team. So – we're going to see an extra team make the playoffs 
And and I think San Francisco, despite all the injuries, I mean they have the Giants next week. I said they were I, I predicted them to win that game. And and you know, the rest of their schedule, I mean, shoot, after after the Giants, they face the Eagles. What have the Eagles shown us? Absolutely nothing. Then they face the Dolphins. And then their first really true test is the Rams and the Patriots. But who knows who's going to be back by then? Because that's, that's three weeks away. And so all I'm saying is they deserve a spot in, in your top ten. Um, all right, we got to move on. Warner, we got to go on to the next topic. Let me, let me give you my top ten real quick. Number ten, I've got the Rams. Uh, number nine, the Saints. Number eight, the Buccaneers. Number seven, the Steelers. Number six, the Bills. Number five, the Niners. Number four, the Packers. Three Seahawks, two Ravens, one Chiefs. Where is Arizona? Not in the top ten. Okay. All right, moving on. Patriots are also not in the top ten. You want to ask why? Lack of weapons. State Warner, we are talking of – never mind. Next topic. Number next up, game three, tomorrow night of the Eastern Conference – game four, I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference Finals between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. Uh, Warner, is Gordon Hayward the X factor in this series? We saw him miss the first two games. He played in game three uh, and, and made an immediate impact. Some things you won't see on the box score, like it says he only scored four points, but the impact he had on the court for this team. Is he the X factor for Boston? In front of him? Yeah, 100%. Um, Gordon Hayward – if he plays well, the Celtics are going to win. If he plays poorly, the Celtics are going to lose. I mean, you saw them lose the first two games. Then you saw them win win the, the third game. And guess what? Gordon Hayward played the third game. He didn't play the first two games. See any correlation there? I do. Um, Gordon Hayward just – he means so much when, when, when this is like a predominantly wing-based league. Um, Gordon Hayward is, is a two-way wing. He can score. He can play defense. I don't know why Sean's looking at me like that, but um, you see a guy like Hayward come back and then he can, he doesn't have the freshest legs in the world, but he can, um, you know, guard the perimeter. He can guard against those shooters by Miami. And then offensively, he takes pressure off of guys like Tatum and Kimball Walker. So I, I think he's the X factor for this series. Aren't you the same person when I was preaching the gospel last week and said that Boston is going that Boston's hopes were based on Gordon Hayward's availability is that I said verbatim they are neck and neck without Gordon Hayward and with Gordon Hayward they have the advantage so the same person that said well that's not fair because Gordon Hayward's going to come back you know gonna have to reincorporate him get him back into the flow of the of things so I, I don't I don't want I, I I don't want to hear that statement from you that that's garbage to me if if we're being completely honest. But like I said last week, without Gordon Hayward, they are neck and neck, almost dead even, and then the clutch Miami has the advantage. But with Gordon Hayward, he takes them to that championship caliber level, and here's why. First off, again, also really quickly, you said uh, you might have the fresh legs of the role, and then immediately after say, well. But he, he he can help guard the perimeter the perimeter players for the Miami Heat. Yes. He, Wait, let me finish. I'll let you talk. You you complained about that yesterday. He he. So he has to. Hank, you are so right. I complained about he, that he, yesterday. He, he he has to chase around the the the, the shooters of Miami, but he doesn't have the freshest legs in the world. 
that doesn't make any sense. You kind of contradicted yourself there. But Here, anyway. let me let me tell you why that makes sense. All the leg injuries that he's dealt with, he doesn't have the freshest legs. But I think they're going to be fresh enough, but, good enough to be able to help defend against some of those shooters. But and back to my first initial point, you're you're the same person that said, well. I don't think so, Sean, because you got to reincorporate him in the offense, blah da 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 and such and such and such and such. So either just admit that I'm right and I proved you wrong, or you or just let me finish. Here's what I'll say. It's not that you proved me wrong because I said it's gonna take time to reincorporate him, but he's still the X factor. I told you I told you it's not. I told you it wasn't. I'll tell you exactly what I said. I'll 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 go into it if I remember which episode it was. I'll go into I think it was before game two. It was before game two because I said that was a must-win game. Um, I'll go listen to it, but I remember verbatim. I said, "No, it's not. It's not going to take time because he is one of the most unselfish, all-star caliber players or star caliber players you're going to find." Him and Campbell, they're both very unselfish. But I knew it wasn't. I knew it wasn't going to take time to reincorporate him in the offense. And Gordon Hayward knows his limitations as well. So back to what I was saying. When he does for this Boston Celtics team, it's unquestionable. He can be that off-ball guy that you need in a game where Kemba, I mean Tatum and JB, Jalen Brown, are playing sensational. They combined for 53 points, I believe. I think Tatum had 25. No, Tatum had 25. JB had 26. So that's 51 points. Um, and, and when he plays this well, and when those guys play that well, now, and if you start – Basically, what I'm saying is because I'm, I'm kind of losing my thought process here. Boston is so dangerous if they have Kemba, JB, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Tice on the floor, or in, or you can go Marcus Smart in replacement for one of those. So, like, let's say Kemba and Tatum, or Kemba and Jalen, or Kemba and Smart in, in rare instance, because Marcus Smart has been hidden from the perimeter in this series in this playoffs as well. Gordon Hayward can be off ball. And you can't leave Gordon Hayward on the wing open. And what he does is he facilitates the floor as well. Because Jason Tatum, while he's improved, he's had to improve his playmaking ability and getting others involved. He's not a playmaker. Jalen Brown's not a playmaker. Marcus Smart can be. Kemba, that's not his strength, right? Gordon Hayward is really that that guy. If Let me say it this way, right? Did you just say Jason Tatum's not a playmaker? Playmaker like getting other players involved. Okay. So I'll, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use an example. Golden State like their depth lineup when everybody was healthy was Steph, Clay, Iggy, KD, Draymond, right? Right. Yeah. If Draymond was the heart and soul of that team, Iggy was that do everything type of guy that basically whatever you ask of him, like when it comes to facilitating helping on the defensive side of the floor, that he'll do it for you. Knock down perimeter shots, he'll do it, he'll do it for you. In rare cases, create his own shot, he'll do it for you. And Steph, KD were the best two players, right? For this Boston team, if Marcus Smart is the heart and soul, Gordon Hayward is that Iguodala-type-ish player, not, not the same defender as Iggy. Don't want to disrespect Iguodala, but – the, the type of role he has for this team. And he knows his role. He plays it very well. So I, I saw this outcome coming from a mile away. Boston, I picked them in seven. I'm going to roll with it. Um, 
yeah, the you had you had Tatum, Brown, uh, Smart, and and um, Tatum. Oh, and Kemba combined for ninety-two of their one hundred seventeen points. And if you have Gordon Hayward scoring at the clip that he he you know he can score, which is you know twenty plus points a game, all of a sudden you have a guaranteed a hundred points every game. So, I mean, you definitely. Um, you, you've got guys who can put the ball in the hole, and you've got other guys that can sometimes put the ball in the hole. And when that works, it works, and you're going to win the games. And um, it's, it's as simple as that. Score more than your opponent, and if you have scores, then you're going to score the ball more. Yep. All right. So let's move on to the next topic here at hand. Num- next up, um, Warner, we're, we're two weeks in, and we kind of touched on this a little bit in our top ten rankings. Which team has impressed you the most and worried you the most? Let's let's get a pace on this one. The team that has impressed me the most, um, I've got to say, I've got to say the Rams. I mean, I know the Cardinals are having a nice year. Steelers are having a nice year. The Bills' offense is finally seeming to click. But yeah, I got to say the Rams, man. Um, they beat the Cowboys, and they beat the Eagles, and I know those aren't two spectacular wins, but, I mean. It does matter how you beat your team as well. That does matter. Yes. Um, but what they're doing right now, I think, is is, is impressive, and, and I wasn't expecting them to to play kind of this well, this cohesively, and um, they, they have definitely surprised me. Now, I don't think they're necessarily a contender, but I put them at number 10 for a reason. Um, and and they, they've impressed me the most. The team that has disappointed me the most, got to go with Minnesota. I mean, we smacked them around in the first game. They really had no chance. They were, they had, it was what, like 34 to 10 or something at the end of the first half. And um, then they started scoring against the prevent defense, Sean. Go rewatch the game. I know we gave up 34, but it was against the prevent defense. And um, then they kind of got smacked around by the Colts, 28 to 11. So um, that Stefan Diggs loss was really big, and they decided to trade him too. It's not even like, you know, he opt- he uh, he requested a trade or he left in free agency or something. They traded him for a first-round pick and some other picks, and, and Kirk Cousins has got to make that work. They got Justin Jefferson. They got – Adam Thielen, you know, you still have Kyle Rudolph. You have two really, really nice backs in Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. And then defensively, yeah, Daniel Hunter's out, but you have Yannick Ngakwe. Um, he got shut down by the, the Packers tackles in week one, but he finally showed against the Colts, who don't have a bad offensive line in their own right, how good in, of a pass rusher he could be. And you've got, you know, you've got two nice safeties, and while your corners are kind of – young and, and fresh and not really accustomed to NFL life yet, um, they still have potential. So uh, Minnesota, I mean, the Packers might run away with this division and it might not even be close, which would then open up another wild card spot for a team like, you know, Philly or Dallas, whoever doesn't win that division or or a South NFC team. NFC West like, is getting three teams at the at the least. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they get all four for being quite honest with you. That's how atrocious the NFC East is. The, the only but, the only thing is with that is all four of those teams still have to play the rest of the three twice. And so I think that's gonna end up tanking somebody's record. And whether that's the 
Um, I, I think it's either going to be the Cardinals or the Rams, and, and that team's not going to end up making the playoffs, and we're going to have a, 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 an inferior team make the playoffs, even though they have a better record, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – well, really quickly, touch on your Rams point. I think that's an excellent argument you make there. Um, Sean McVay, I'll, I'll say this. I felt, I felt victim for this as well. Sean McVay is getting, like, the Brad Stevens treatment. What, what I mean by that is Brad Stevens had an excellent couple of years, right? We're like, in one, one's coach here, we're like, oh, my God, he's one of the best coaches in the league. And then has a regression year when we all thought they should have been arguably better. And then everybody's like, oh, crap, you can't coach now. And then look at what they do the following year, and everybody's so surprised, like they forgot the guy can coach. Sean McVay is the exact same way. First couple of years, crazy, go to the Super Bowl, have a regression year when a lot of people still pick them to go back to the Super Bowl. And they start off 2-0 with Jared Goff outplaying Carson Wentz for the first two weeks. That defense looking solid. Um, and people are like, oh, hey, Sean McVay, he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good coach. Yeah, you, you didn't right. realize that? Right, you didn't realize well, that, so let, let's it's give a, credit. It's a, it's a really big blow to any team when you lose your most dynamic offensive player. And they lost Todd Gurley. They lost him after the Super Bowl. They lost him, actually, during their playoff run to the Super right, Bowl. Right, right, right. They, they lost him. He, he lost his knee, and they lost him just like that. Yeah, but I, I, I'm going I'm to stay consistent. I said earlier on. Baltimore is the most impressive team to me. I'm going to stick with that. Um, the, the way they played on both sides of the ball has been really impressive for me. And I'm going to also stay consistent with my least most impressive team, the New Orleans Saints. I had high hopes for this team. They have not looked well on either side of the ball defensively uh, is what kind of worries me a little bit more. Offensively kind of predicted it, especially with Michael Thomas not being there. Um, in their defense, though, the Raiders can probably put up thirty on almost anybody. The Raiders have the Raiders Ew. have a really sneaky offense. They have a terrible defense, Ew. which is why the Saints should have won that game. Ew. But we the Raiders the under too. Under over, but you know why? Over under. You know why we picked both? We both picked under because we expect the New Orleans defense to be able to contain that that uh, I'll say Oakland offense, that Raiders offense. And they, they, they failed to do that. So, I, so that's another reason why I got Oakland. I mean, not Oakland. Uh, New Orleans as my least impressive. Only thing we to say negative about the Rams, like I said earlier, I don't want to jump. I think I said this in our production meeting. Schedule? Um, no, I don't want to. I don't want to get too. Uh, I don't want to get too, like, on, on the boat yet. The boat is about to leave. I don't want to hop on it yet. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, Warner, go ahead. What's the next topic? Oh, my fault there. My mic got muted. Um, any chance that Denver's going to be able to beat the Lakers this year? Any chance? In the series? Any, like, like 3%? Oh, the series is over. Uh, it, I'm going to keep it short, sweet, to the point. The Lakers have the brooms in their hand right now. All they have to do is sweep the dust into the dustpan. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you didn't catch my analogy or whatever, it's over. <laughs> it's, it's over, but just finish the job. Really quickly, no team has ever came back in the NBA, at least, from a 3 0 deficit, and LeBron has never lost a series when up 3 1. 
all I'm going to say. Real quick, short, to the point. Great job, Denver. Heck of a postseason run. I think – I, I think – It's over. It's over. Um, go home. Right, go home. Pack your bags tonight. Call, call, call your wives. Call your family members. Series is over. At the most, five games. So if they win tonight, the series is over in, in, in four. But if Denver wins tonight, they'll know five. Series is over. Pack your bags. Finish the job, L.A. Get the broom. You have the broom in your hand. I'm just into the just hand and finish the job. Lakers win tonight. The series is over. Yeah, um, series is done. No chance for, for the Nuggets. Wait, can, um, can, can I say one quick thing really quickly? Go ahead. AD's shot ended the series. Like, you could see how demoralized Denver looked. And I know they're resilient, but most cases, when you hit a game-winning but Like, look at Boston. When OG Ananobi – if LG Ananobi misses that shot in the Boston-Toronto series in game three, Boston probably sweeps them, right? They probably sweep Toronto because then Tor- Boston goes up 3-0 and it's game four, and Toronto doesn't have that momentum anymore. AD hit that shot, and you could see how demoralized Denver was. Like, you're like, dang, we 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 claim we we clawed our way back, and we still couldn't get the job done. The series is over. Yeah, um, I wouldn't even be surprised if the Nuggets took it to six. It's not going seven games. Um, I think if the Nuggets win tonight, they might be able to sneak another game. But don't get too um hyped up about it. Oh, the Nuggets have won two in a row. The Lakers also did. It's over. Go home. Um, yeah, there's there's no shot. The the, the Nuggets are done. It, it was a good season, but it's over. Yeah, the series is over. Please, Lakers, just finish the job. You, you have, again, brooms in your hand. Grab the dustpan, finish the job. All right, last couple of ones. Uh, let's jump to our fantasy uh, update, I beat Warner. That was very quick, short to the point. That's all. Hold on, hold on. I do want to say something, though. Let me just read you my injury report uh, for this past week. I'll, I'll do that instead. Um, for those of you who don't know, we got to draft defensive players this year. Pretty fun twist on it. Um, Sean put up 240 on me. I got 224. So, um, my injury report. Raheem Mostert. Missed time. Chris McCaffrey, missed time. Devontae Adams, left early. DJ Chark, left early. Cortland Sutton, gone. IR. Uh, Nick Bosa, Kenny Clark, Philip Lindsay, Jameson Crowder. So, um, all I'm saying is, I would have had a pretty darn good chance if those guys played a full game. But, you know, kudos on. After DK Metcalf caught that touchdown, I texted Sean and said, it's over. Good game. Move on to next week. Yeah, I'm going to need to have to – I'm going to have to pick up some scouting genius and who I think is going to explode over the next few weeks if I want to have any shot at the championship game. Yeah. uh, Ish. Yeah. uh, I mean, both of my running backs, though. Both of my running backs. um, Hold on. Hey, you remember that Zeke trade where I got McCaffrey and Sutton? Yeah, it looks like you won that trade. Because Sutton's on the IR and McCaffrey's out for multiple weeks. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Warren, are you ready for the NFL uh, update? Yes. You ready? Yes. 
Okay. Hold on, wait. All right. You're talking about our picks, right? Yep. Okay, so really quickly. Got them right here. Hold on. So we're going to tally them up on the show, all right? Tally up, all right? So, Warner, I'm going to read the scores. Can you just tell me the under over? Yeah. All right. So these are the games that we did. We did Bengals in Browns. We did Packers, Lions. Uh, I already have that one up. We did Seattle, New England. We did uh, Raiders, Saints. We did. Did I say Bengals, Browns? Yeah. Chargers, uh, Chargers, Chiefs, Cowboys, Falcons. Saints, Raiders, Patriots, Seahawks, and so on. So, which one do we start off with, Warner? Well, yeah, what's the Let's first go one? For the first game of the week, Browns, Bengals. All right, Browns, Bengals. Warner picked the Bengals with the over. I picked the Browns with the over. Uh, with and the over under was over forty five, and the Browns won. So that's two and zero oh for me. One and oh, one and one for Warner. Yep. All right. The Bengals gave it a ride. I was hoping. Uh, Warner, what's the next? All right. Um, let's go to uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Um, Sean? Uh, Green Bay and Detroit. Dang it. Uh, if, if I lose, it's going to be because I wanted the Lions to win for just my petty reasons. But mm-hmm. all, all seriousness. The uh the Lions got blew the crap out forty two twenty one. Thank God they covered the over, so I get some points. Warner. Yeah, you're welcome for scoring forty plus. <laughs> but so it's now knotted up at uh three to one. It's, we're both three and one right now. Warner, what's the next game? All right, next game: Seattle and New England. Seattle and New England. Uh, let's see. Crap, that's the wrong one. So Seattle won thirty-five to thirty. Warner, can you? Because uh, my thing messed up. What was the over/under on that game? Give me a second. Unless my thing loads. Okay, never mind. I loaded. Uh, the over/under was forty-five, and we both picked the under. So we're now both at four and two. All right. What's the next one? All right. Let's go to. Um, let's let's go to the Chargers Chiefs. I hate you. But luckily for me, I was smart and tried to tell you that Patrick Mahomes plays at his worst against the Chargers. Uh, Chiefs won the 23-20. The over-under was 47. I went under, so I get two points. Warner gets one because he correctly picked Kansas City, but he went with the over. So I'm now 6-2. and two. Warner's now 5-3. and three. Warner, you should have Maybe. That's just one time, though. Um, let's go to the next game. Um, let's see, Raiders-Saints. Raiders-Saints. Okay, we're both idiots for this one. Um, well, we both correctly picked the winner, but we both we both failed freaking miserably at the uh, over-under. The over-under was, I think, 48, and the uh, – Raiders won 34 to 24, so they went over by 10 points, but that would have been 10 points I would have loved to get. 
So we both got one point. I'm now seven and three. Warner is now six and four. Yep. All right, we got two more. Two more. Yep. Um, let's go to the next game. Um, Rams Eagles. Thank you. I, I had Cowboys uh, Falcons pulled up. Uh, Rams let's go Eagles. Cowboys Falcons. Uh, it's, it's all good now. Cowboys. I mean. Rams, Eagles, over-under was 46. We both picked the under on that one because we I don't think either one of us was spectacularly impressed with the Rams' offense in week one. But then they just obliterated the over-under and blew the crap, the dog crap out of the Eagles and beat them 37-19, to 19, obliterating the over. Um, we both picked Los Angeles. You got that too, Warner? So I'm 8-4. and four. You're now 7-5. Uh, 7-5, and five. Seven and five, yep. Um, Falcons, Cowboys. Oh, God. Uh, kill me. Okay, so the Cowboys, when they get the Somehow over. Somehow came back. Somehow. So, Warner gets two points because he correctly picked the winner somehow and got the over. So, I, I got the over. So, we are knotted up after week one. We're both nine and five after week one. Warner, how you feeling so far? I should have nope. picked the Packers. I should have picked those. You really, you really should have. You were, you were, you were uh, at me because of the Aaron, the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. That was last week. We did the Lamar topic yesterday, and no, 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 but 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 when we were when we were uh, talking about the prime Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Rodgers, yeah. So, um, that was last week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um. This kind of makes up for makes up for the fantasy feeling that's left in my mouth. I see. I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come up with some some crucial some some huge free agency yeah. uh, pickups. Actually, I picked up Devin White, linebacker from the Bucks. I think Andrew dropped him, and he he should get fantasy points because of the tackles. Because of the tackles, yeah. And I'm like, he, yes! he dropped him. He, he dropped him because of because uh, he had like three linebackers on his bench. Yeah, shouldn't have dropped Devin White though. Should have dropped Devin White, but uh, also here's my only here's my only uh problem. I have Devin Bush and Devin White, so I have to like choose between two of the best yeah. tackling linebackers and two and of the best. Get, you only get one linebacker spot. I'm like, ah! But, hey, but somehow you get, like, three – you can have three edge rushers and one linebacker. Right, three edge rushers, but you can only get, like, what the heck, uh, fantasy. Do we have time for one more topic? Uh, Warner, we got time? I got time. All right, let's do one more. Let's end the show on a bank. Warner, how impressed – actually, no, we're going to do the Cam Newton one, so go ahead. You introduce. All right, John. How impressed were you with Cam Newton? So far this season? Last game this season. All the same. I'll tell you how impressed I was. Meh. I'm, I'm happy for him. I knew he could do it all along. Um, my only oh, question man. was, my only question, hold if on. you knew. My only oh, question. Go ahead. My only question was, is the shoulder going to be healthy? Are you going to be able to throw the football well? And, yeah, he has – clearly has the talent. He won the Heisman. He was the number one overall pick. And and he was mo- overarchingly successful with the Panthers for a reason. He is a, he is a, he is a really – a really, 
I, I don't know if I'd say really, really good quarterback anymore, but he is a good quarterback. He is a capable starter. And if that arm's healthy, he's going to play well, especially if he's on the Patriots team with Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. So I wouldn't say I'm impressed, but I would say that I am, I'm happy for him. I, I'm glad, I'm glad he's, he's feeling good. He's having fun and he is, um, he, he's making plays and, and I know he enjoys it. Just watch him on the sideline. Full smiles, even with all those weird outfits. Also, also, can we talk about Bill Belichick and those ads? I mean, why is he doing those? I mean, come on, Bill. I mean, like your whole thing has been, I'm no fun, Bill. I just game plan and win Super Bowls. You all are salty because I have two hands worth. And now you're doing subway abs and ads and cutting off people's sleeves on TV? Come on, man. <laughs> so that, that that's his talented uh... – outfit now. Um, all, I'm but, saying, all I'm saying is I think Cam Newton's rubbing off on him a little bit. Uh, I'm just going to say this. Keep it short, sweet, to the point. Um, uh, I, I think Cam's played at an MVP caliber level through the first two weeks of the season. Um, so let's give credit where credit is due to Cam Newton so far this season. Um, if he had weapons, though, that this – can't. Oh my gosh, that would that would be lethal. You put him in Arizona. Oh my god, put him in Arizona or Baltimore. Oh my god, that's that's nightmarish. Like for an opposing defense, that is ultra violent, scary. See what I did there? Ultra violent, scary. You like that? No, I didn't like that at all. Um. Let's let's go on to the next topic. Uh, Sean, we saw the Raiders just smack up all over the Saints' defense. Um, you think they can make the playoffs? Because I might have an opinion. I, I'm I'm very opinionated on this one. With okay, with the current playoff uh, structure structure, they can. Here's my only problem, though. In a crowded AFC that's kind of top-heavy with Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, I think Cleveland, they get it together, can, can sneak in there. Whoever is going to make it out of the AFC South, probably Tennessee. Yeah, definitely not the Texans. Um, did you say – did you say it's – did you say yes, you think they're going to make the playoffs? I'm not – I haven't gone to my to, – to, I'm not done yet. Okay. Go ahead. Here's the thing. The AFC is very top-heavy, okay? So what I mean by that is it's the top three or four teams, and then, like, like, like you look at them like, yeah, they're going to make the playoffs. And then after those top four teams, you're like, uh, maybe, 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 no, 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 no. Because, listen, the worst teams in the NFL are mostly in the AFC. You got the Jets, the Dolphins. The, the Texans right now, Jacksonville, feel good story. They're not going to do anything come playoff time. Sorry, Cincinnati. Denver doesn't have a quarterback or the number one wide receiver. They could throw the MVP talks out the window, thank God. So my point is, yes, they can. Will they? I don't know because you got, obviously, KC, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Buffalo, New England. That's five. And then you got one of the AFC South teams, probably uh, Tennessee, and then you got Cleveland, my Chargers, and yourself. 
battling for that, Cleveland, my Chargers, and yourself, the Raiders, battling for that number seven spot. Wait, hold on. So you said Kansas City. Kansas City. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, New England. Buffalo, New England, and then Tennessee. That's six. And then it's it's a three-team race probably for that number seven spot. Cleveland, if they write the ship, Cleveland, Oakland, and the Chargers. And you face the Chargers twice. Overarchingly. Yes or no? Do I think they will? Yes. Cax, a question right quick. Do you, do you Cax, think, Cax, Cax, you two yes do, or no questions. Do you think that come Cax, week yes 17, no come week 17, you two yes or no questions right quick. The Raiders man. are going to be that right will, there that, and that if will, they win that week. I just told you they'll be right there. They'll be battling with the other two teams. So, Cax, so then you, yes. Can I, ask you, yes. can I ask you two yes or no questions? Go ahead. Does Cleveland, in your opinion, write the ship and, like, get it going by the end of the season? Yes or no? Oh, man. Um, yes or no? What do, you, do you mean get it going, like, being contention for the playoffs or, like, yes. playoffs? Being I contention. think. Yes or no? Keep it. Come on. We're, we're, getting, we're getting low on time. Yes or no? Yeah, I think they do. Okay. Does Do the Chargers continue to start Justin Herbert? Or, or do they go with Tyrod? I, I think they should wait, at least wait, start wait, him next wait, week. Wait, wait, let me finish. Or do they go with Tyrod and they go back to Herbert towards the end of the season? I think they should definitely start him next week. Will they? I don't know. I think they probably will start him next week. But I, I think you definitely need to start him next week. So is it option A or B? Guess A? Okay. No, they won't. I don't think they're going to be out one of those two teams. If you had said that Cleveland – does not write the ship, which is fair, and they do option B, which as a Chargers fan, I am definitely scared about. Um, <laughs> what having Tyrod come in and fail? Tyrod come back, we lose. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen if you start Tyrod Taylor and then Herbert's and then like, dang, man, losing. I got benched. And then he starts losing, and then you have to throw him back in there? Right. And then also, like, That's I, I, mess I said this yesterday on NFL Weekly. We do not come, we, I'm saying the Chargers. We do not come even close to beating Kansas City if Tyrod Taylor's out there. And here's the number one reason why. We're not confident in Tyrod Taylor's ability to be a quarterback, to, to, to win games and trust him and be aggressive with him. You can be aggressive with Justin Herbert. So yeah, it, I think what y'all did was you just threw him out there and said, hey, kid, show me what you got. We're going right, to open up the playbook. Let's right, see what you got the, there. Right, we're going to open up the playbook. Okay. With so, Tyrod okay. Taylor, they think they know what they have. They have a game manager. Right, and, and they limit him to that. So mm-hmm. basically what I'm saying is if you said no to the Browns one, which I, if you say no, you did It's very no. possible. It's, it's very, very possible, possible, though. But if you say no, and then you said the second option, which I'm scared that's going to happen for my Chargers one, I would say yes. But I think, I think Cleveland will write the ship. There's too much gosh darn talent. If they play the way they did offensively, at least against Cincinnati, I think they'll be they'll manage in a top heavy AFC. And then if my Chargers go with Herbert for the perceive, for the foreseeable future, I think they will get over them. So I, I think Oakland, as currently constructed, are the worst of the three teams. If though if those two situations happen. Like like the two positive ones. If it goes negative, then I think I think if I say Oakland, the Raiders will get in. Gosh, Las Vegas. Oakland. I can't like that just sounds weird. The Las Vegas Raiders. That sounds weird coming out of my mouth. So the you answer, ready for this, Sean? Answer your question finally. 
know if the positive outcomes happen. But if it goes south, then yes, because there's nobody else I think that could contend with them for that number seven spot. Yes, go ahead. You're about to say some crap, aren't you? Heck no, man. They're not making the playoffs. <laughs> they have no defense. No defense. Uh, again, Who's on that defense, Sean? Again, Name a person on that Cricket, defense. Crick. Oh, uh, wait, no. Damon Arnett. The, oh, the, 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 a guy who arguably was drafted too high. Wow. Callan Farrell. The, your, oh, the, uh, the, a pass the, rusher from Clemson who's underperformed throughout his career. Who's not even the best pass rusher on the team. Next. <laughs> Anyways, that that you you proved my point. Thank you. Um, they have no defense. Um, and you know, we were talking about Derek Carr being one of the better quarterbacks. Um, back when he, he had Cooper well and Crabtree and 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 a, and a well last night and a decent rushing attack. And and you know, I still have faith in Derek Carr if he limits the checkdowns and and can extend, you know, it can can lengthen the field in terms of like throwing balls 20, 30, 40 yards downfield. The guys like Tyrell Williams, Henry Ruggs, and all those deep threats on that team. Ooh, now if you say it out loud, they do have an underrated receiving core. They're going to have success offensively. It's the defensive side of the ball. They have a nice – they have probably a top ten running back in Josh Jacobs. No defense. And, and but, you know, there's but, the saying, defense wins championships. But, and you saw it. You saw the 49ers I, make it to the right you, you saw the Niners make it to the uh, Super Bowl last year. And, and you saw the Chiefs' defense step it up uh, later in the game and let their offense go out and do it. So the Chiefs' defense was a big part because Patrick Mahomes was turning the ball over. He threw, what, two interceptions in the Super Bowl? Um, I know he at least threw one, but I think he threw two. So defense wins championships, and you're, you're not going to be successful when you don't have a defense. Really quickly, I just want to say this one thing. You, you're, you're spot on with the defensive part. But, again, that's why I mentioned AFC is very, very top-heavy, and there's seven spots now. They're in the NFC. There's no flipping way they make the playoffs in the in a crowded NFC, which John, is – They're which not is making like, it in the AFC either. Like, they're they're okay. not doing it. I, I'm you not, can, not, you I'm, can I'm, hold I'm, me to this it, 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 when it comes – Tuesday after week 17, and we see the final playoff picture, and you see Las Vegas Raiders in that number seven spot. I'm not saying they you are. Can, you I, can I, throw I'm it just, all in my face. They're I'm just saying. Making. I'm just saying they are in contention for that number seven. Spot. No, they're not. Who's gonna they're get it? it? Especially, especially if the negative outcomes happen for for Cleveland and my Chargers. Who's who's gonna take it? Okay, the Chargers, Cleveland. What about Indy? We haven't been. I mean, they just. No. No. They just kind of. Philip Rivers is going to. I've seen it firsthand. <laughs> Philip Rivers in an important game is going to blow the game. Okay. That's that's fair. Um, I, I, they're not going to make playoffs, Sean. Um, they're not. You can you saying, hold I'm, me I'm, to I'm, it. I'm well, not saying they whenever are. the Packers play terribly, you always throw it in my face. Throw it in my I, face. Oh, rightfully no. so. Oh, gosh. You can. You, you, you know, I'm insufferable. I'm an insufferable Packers fan. Huh? I'm an insufferable Packers fan. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I, 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 I'm right there when Green Bay loses. I'm this is, right this there. is why. I mean, that's why you picked the Lions because you just wanted to be able to right. go. I, I, I just want like wait, <laughs> really quickly before we go off air. I just envisioned myself coming on the show yesterday 
And, 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 and like, you, know, you know how Stephen A is when the Cowboys lose? I just envision. I. Oh. Right. I, I just envision yes. myself doing that. Uh, come on, yesterday's show. And then Detroit had to, had to ruin it for me. Um, really quickly, I just want to point this out. Thank you for, for watching on, on Sportscaster. Uh, really appreciate it. A lot of this is one of our best viewerships in a long, in, well, not a long time, but in a while, especially for the time that we're doing this. Yep. Yeah. Over 175 views, and so thank you guys for all you guys are watching on Sportscast. If you guys are listening on podcasting networks as well, thank you for supporting. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. And we now wonder, we now have the most not this guy, right now, the most obsessive place in sports. We've always been, but we most definitely are now. Thank you for watching Sports Online. The most obsessive, real quick, real quick, real quick, before you wonder. end it. Do you guys like how we're doing this new setup? How we're how we're using Zoom and OBS to go? Because I know I know when I mute myself or when I uh, move my mouse around, stuff pops up around the edges. Um, you know, I can just trace my sh- I can pick Sean's nose with my mouse right there. Um, that's kind of weird. But but are are you guys liking I, this? Or, I, 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 I can't see what you're doing. Hold on, wait. You can go back and watch the stream. Um, but do, you, do you guys like how we're how we're doing this? Um, I know. Sean's connection is is a whole lot better. Uh, we have less. less is it, Sean? It's it's better. It's 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 definitely a lot better than uh, just on, on um oh, on Zoom compared on to Sportscaster. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Um, you know, we can also we can do film breakdowns like this. We can do, um, we can you know bring when when uh Warren and I s- at some point debate, um, or Sean and Warren debate. We got uh, we got later. clips. Yeah. So um. Tell us, tell us how you're liking this. Um, it, the feedback will mean a lot. We'll we'll be able to really improve our our um, our streaming with you guys. Yeah, greatly appreciate this. Yeah. Last time we did over 150 views. Well, it was first off the most important episode I feel of a sports headlines of all time. But also when we do a game. So again, on Sportscast, so you guys are really killing it today. Greatly appreciate it. Yep. All right. Can I end it? End it. Thank you for watching Sports Channel. It's the most on Prince. Now, sending three game plays. Oh, my God. Thank you for watching Sports Channel. It's the most authentic place in sports. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Warner, what time are we doing? What, what time tomorrow? Again, so we can, so our fans can know. 12 o'clock? 12 o'clock, right? Yep. 12 o'clock Eastern time on Sports Channel. So you can grab your lunch, grab a bite to eat, you know, do whatever you got to do. Do what you got to do. Yep, 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 yep. I, I don't know what that was. Anyway, and the viewers are going down, down, and down, down, and down, down, and down. Just like Drew Brees' arm is going <laughs> down and down. Thank you all for watching Sports Headlines, the most authentic place in sports. This episode, as always, is powered by Crossover 365. And who else, Sean? Guarantee you didn't uh, tweet out something. What? I know you didn't tweet something out, did you? Oh, you know what? You didn't. You're so right. Ah. Oh. Tweet, tweet it out with the replay link. We'll be fine. But anyway, thank you for thank you for watching today's episode. As always, powered by Crossover Media. Follow them on Twitter as well. Thank you for watching the most authentic place in sports, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. Warner, end it. <laughs> oh, oh. Wait, hold on. My quiet left. <laughs> All right. See you guys in the next episode.